Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, May 19th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with hustle writer Juliet Benarila, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, some of the world's biggest celebrities have gone around preaching the cryptocurrency gospel. But now that the market has dropped significantly, it appears they're nowhere to be found. What's the deal with that? We're going to discuss. But before we get into that, here's a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. So first things first, I wanted to discuss a little... Uh, obituary. The world has lost a giant in the pickle industry. So if you think of pickles, just a jar of pickles, does a specific company come to mind? Yeah. And I mean, I know where you're going with this, obviously, but yes, Vlasic kosher dill, literally like the only good pickle that I enjoy on a sandwich, I will say. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I also love them, but I'm a big fan of the bread and butter variety. I respect that, but I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, either way, that's cool. That's good. They have good pickles for everyone. Exactly. But like Juliet said, there's a good chance when you think of pickles, you think of the blue and green jar of Vlasic kosher dills. And the history of Vlasic actually goes all the way back to a Croatian immigrant, Joseph Vlasic, who started the Vlasic brand. He handed it down to his son, Robert Vlasic, in 1963 when he took over the company, took the reins and really grew it. By 1974, interesting fact, per capita U.S. pickle consumption hit eight pounds, wow. which was up four times from the 1930s. So it was really a big growth period when he took over the company. And under his leadership, he expanded to 96 kinds of pickles, peppers, and relishes and sauerkrauts. 96. Wow. And then the company, I believe, sold to Campbell Soup. There was some Michigas going on in the higher offices there. They spun out, went bankrupt, actually, and eventually sold to Conagra Brands in 2001. Interestingly, though, you could kind of refer to Joseph Lasik as the original meme king. Mm. I saw this great quote from a piece in the, in the Times in 1974. He said, we decided we didn't want to take ourselves or our business too seriously. And in practice, that meant, uh, according to him, they, they spent more on marketing than the rest of the pickle industry combined. Obviously, they have the famous stork and uh, all different kinds of ads. But over the years, he actually gathered Tons of pickle jokes, apparently. One's like, why did the pickle close its eyes? And the answer is because it saw the salad dressing. <laughs> and he eventually made these into a book that I believe Vlasic published. He said there's nothing very serious about a pickle. And earlier this month, unfortunately, Robert Vlasic passed away at the age of 96. So, yeah, we lost a giant of the pickle space. What a life. What a cool life. Yeah, very interesting. In other news, following up on the baby formula shortage that you reported on yesterday, I believe, in which 40% of the shelves are out of stock. The FTC is now fighting against a wave of con artists taking advantage of desperate parents by creating fake websites that look like they're selling real formula, but they're really just scams. And as you said yesterday, breastfeeding isn't always reliable, and babies can't exactly make themselves a sandwich. Right. This is concerning. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, you know, I think what we've seen over the past, I guess, maybe course of human history is that scammers are going to scam. There were a lot of scams during COVID at the onset throughout COVID. And I mean, it's really unfortunate, but yeah, it's going to happen, I think, with literally everything. Yeah. As you said, scammers going to scam. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, moving along, Target stock got absolutely shabloinked yesterday. Cliff diving 25% after the company said quarterly profits got hit by supply chain shenanigans, higher fuel costs, and lower than expected sales of discretionary merchandise. Do you go to Target? I am obsessed with Target, actually. Oh, you're obsessed with Target? 
Yeah, not like the store itself, but I learned a lot of interesting things about it. It has two crime labs to solve target related crimes, but also like there isn't that much target related crime, obviously. So they like loan themselves out to other agencies. That's fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot about Target that I did not know, did not expect. And now if I had a choice between Target and any other similar department store, I would definitely go to Target. Very nice. And finally, Martin Shkreli, the former pharmaceutical executive nicknamed Pharma Bro, who after raising the price of one of his drugs by 4,000% in 2015, became famous for that, was out of prison. He served four years for securities fraud and will complete his sentence in a halfway house. Well, isn't that just the way for people like him? (laughs) And with that, I think it is time to discuss something that is both entirely expected, but also very entertaining. That is in the midst of a potential crypto winter where in the world have all these celebrity crypto hype artists run off to. So first, some context. During cryptocurrencies' rocket ship rise, you really saw them everywhere. These commercials for crypto platforms featuring big name celebs. But with crypto prices falling to recent lows, crypto's biggest spenders are now cutting back and celebrity boosters are going quiet. So in 2021, crypto trading platforms like Crypto.com and FTX went on a spending spree to increase their reach and attract new users. FTX spent $135 million on a 19-year deal to take over the naming rights to the Miami Heats Arena in March 2021. Crypto.com followed by spending $700 million to take over the naming rights for the Staples Center for 20 years. So anyways, as part of the arms race, both companies enlisted top-tier talent to spread this gospel. FTX promoters include Larry David and Steph Curry, while Crypto.com worked with Matt Damon and LeBron James. But falling crypto prices means cutting costs, right? Both companies have tapered spending in response to the market's turbulence and drops in activity. Crypto.com cut digital ad spending from $109,000 a day in March to 24 7,000 a day in May. FTX cut it from $26,000 a day in March to 14,700 a day in May. So really slicing that ad spend. Mm-hmm. As for the celebrity boosters, they've really gone generally silent. When the New York Times, who wrote about this, asked for a response, Damon, James, and David had no comment, which makes complete sense because what do they know about crypto, right? They're not experts in crypto. Jeff Schaefer, who directed Larry David's crypto commercial for FTX, says they're just making a commercial. Mm-hmm. They don't really care what it's for. They just want to make a funny commercial. But there's also this other group of celebrities, people like Reese Witherspoon, who declared back in December to her like 3 million Twitter followers that crypto is here to stay. You also have Paris Hilton, who's gone on late night shows showing off her bored apes. Right, right. You have Tom Brady and a bunch of others who have put laser eyes on their profile pictures, which is very symbolic of someone who who's promoting crypto, mm-hmm. who's endorsing crypto. The list goes on. Where have they gone? Right. Critics argue that these stars should be more transparent about the risk involved. What do you think? I definitely think people want a means by which they think they can get in early on something and, and come out with a large chunk of change, especially for lower income people. That's that's more difficult. Paris Hilton is very rich. She has been that way since the day she was born. Uh, I don't know if you knew that about her. <laughs> and so it's easy for Paris Hilton to take a risk and say, OK, I'm going to invest in this thing and see if it pays off, because if it doesn't pay off, guess what? She's still rich. Right. And 
I was actually waiting for the bus and this guy came up to me, gestured for me to take my headphones off and then was like, buy Dogecoin. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, like he was so hyped about it. And I have to imagine that he bought some and then was hoping to um, hype that coin for himself and his friend's investments. And and now where is Dogecoin now? Like that man is not rich. Yeah. I mean, I've been in I've been in Ubers where the the drivers have asked me what crypto currencies I'm invested in. Like just out of the blue, or is it one of those conversations where they're like, "Where do you work?" and then you tell them that you write about tech, and then they want to ask you about crypto. It's kind of out of the blue, but I guess that just shows the influence that a lot of these celebrities have and these brands have had over the last year, especially. But I don't know. Now that crypto's down, I think Bitcoin's down almost fifty percent in the last six months. So we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. If you like what you heard, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. Our editor is Ezra Trupiano. Executive producer is Darren Clark. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.